Today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The president of the International Criminal Court, Judge Piotr Hofmansky, says Russia's Vladimir Putin and the head of a Russian government children's bureau are being held personally responsible for taking Ukrainian children from Ukrainian occupied territories into the Russian Federation. Hofmansky says children receive special protection under the Geneva Conventions. It is forbidden by international law for occupied powers to transfer civilians from the territory they live in to other territories. While the ICC can issue the warrants, it cannot execute them and is asking for international cooperation in bringing in Putin. One expert says Putin will likely avoid traveling to countries where he might be turned in, although Moscow doesn't recognize the international court and has brushed off the war crimes charges. I'm Jackie Quinn. So what is the significance of, of laying these charges? And uh, to uh, get into that, we're so pleased to welcome back to the program Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science at Carleton University. Uh, Elliot, uh, thanks for making some time for us. Actually, Putin is in the news uh, the last couple of days for, for a couple of different things. But let's fo- let's focus on the charges, first of all. Sure. Uh, he's, he's charged in absentia. There's probably, I don't even know if there's going to be a trial, but uh, you know, the, there's, there's nobody going to be marching into the Kremlin right now and saying, okay, Vladimir, you're under arrest. Come with us. Uh, is this symbolic or is there there's something more to it? I think both. Uh, and good morning, Bill. The charges actually are a bombshell. This is a member of the permanent, <laughs> permanent member of the Security Council and a nuclear armed state that has invaded a neighbor, violating the UN charter in itself. That, that He's already committed a war crime under UN uh, auspices simply by an, a war of aggression, which is also outlawed. Outlawed. That's that's what the UN is all about. Mm-hmm. But what we have now is the extraordinary situation where the a member of the Security Council, a permanent member, is personally named and held responsible, and an arrest warrant is basically going to be with him around his neck for life. This doesn't go away, no matter how long he's in office or out of office. He's now branded a war criminal and subject to arrest and. 123 countries, if those countries wish to exercise that right. So it's very important symbolically, but it also uh, adds a certain extra dimension (laughs) to the life of Mr. Putin as to where he can actually safely travel. And he's branded a war criminal. That's got to mean something in the world. Will this? Will there be a trial to follow this? I mean, these are the charges that have been laid. Do they actually go through a trial uh, without him there? No, there, there will not be a trial in absentia, although there's some uh, that's not under the ICC rules, but now there's some close reading of the ICC rules where they could, in absentia, in effect, review the charges. So it becomes de facto a, a trial in absentia. But it is meaningful that, you know, an Interpol red notice can go out and uh, Mr. Putin theoretically could be arrested by any state that's a signatory. We are signatories. Uh, had he, if he decides to come here, we have an obligation. And, ob- and this is important to underline. The signatories, the 123 states ha- that have signed on, are obligated uh, to exercise a warrant for arrest. So it is, a, it is very much a symbolic act. We can talk a bit about how Mr. Xi would like to shake the hands of a war criminal mm-hmm. and, and others uh, going forward. But it also has some very practical implications, uh, potentially, as well. 
he's not the only one that was named, of course, uh, just for our listeners' sake, uh, that uh, Russia's Commissioner for Children's Rights, which is kind of an oxymoron, isn't it, uh, is also uh, wanted by the ICC for the same crimes, uh, maybe more likely to, to actually face uh, judge and jury on this. I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen, but uh, getting behind, uh, well, the, the, the Iron Curtain isn't there anymore, at least uh, physically not, but uh, it looks as if uh, this is, as you say, symbolic of the situation. Uh, but this is a guy, that, as you've talked about many times in the past, Elliot, uh, that doesn't like to fee- see his name or his reputation be smirched. So he's he's got to react to this in some way, shape, or form. Yes, of course, he's saying that's uh disavowing it, saying it has no consequences, they don't recognize it, and it's it's just not not a real thing in their view. And of course, since they're not a state party, they haven't signed on to the ICC, the, the, uh, <laughs> they can say that with some, I guess, legitimacy. But we should also stand back and say a couple things as well. He's being charged on one very specific act as part of a much broader pattern of potential future uh, additional crimes against humanity or war crimes. Uh, There may well be additional charges. This is the one the ICC made a choice, made a choice to uh, pursue. And they did it in part because the chief prosecutor there, Kareem Khan, has a personal interest in seeing to it that the most vulnerable people, that is the children uh, caught in war, are looked after. So we have to remind ourselves that this is all about moving children out of Ukraine, taking them into Russia across 42 different centers. We're learning a lot more about this Mm -hmm. and putting them in basically into re-education camps to say, really, you're Russian, you are not Ukrainian, uh, eliminating any sense of the existence of Ukraine. This is potentially a genocide charge. And then putting them up for adoption. And there are, and, and they are apparently being adopted. So there's both sides to this. We do have to remember this is about the children caught in war. Which uh, I think dovetails quite nicely into what I wanted to talk about next. <laughs> Putin was in Ukraine over the weekend for all intents and purposes. He won't say that, uh, but he was in Mariupol, one of the, the, the cities that was hotly contested during the, the early days of the war. Uh, the significance of that visit, I mean, it, it's really a kind of a... a Again, sending a message, I guess, to Zelensky and others that uh, that this is ours now, and and you know you're not getting it back. And it's there. There were implications, uh, the photo op, and, and everything else that uh, that seemed to follow. Yes, he's saying this is Russian territory, and I can go on to it, and he did, and he went to Crimea uh, on the anniversary of <laughs> of the occupation, and then he went on to Mariupol, which was very symbolically important. Remember, it was there that there was an, a, a, what was an opera house, but became a collection center, particularly for children, women and children. And on the roof of that building, that historic and lovely building, apparently, they had spelled out, there are children here, and Russia went ahead and bombed it. So that's a war crime uh, that has lingered in all of our minds, as has uh, it, the destruction of Mariupol itself. He was shown in kind of the reconstructed portion you know, everything's normal here, but the city itself was devastated by Russian arms. The um, The whole war is such a tragedy, Bill, that we, we cannot get used to the idea that a state can invade another state, destroy huge swaths of the, of the cities involved, and take children uh, across borders and, and basically kidnap them and never allowing them to return. 
tragic story. Uh, you mentioned uh, President Xi just a few minutes ago. Yes. Uh, as we speak, he's he's in Moscow uh, as a show of support uh, for Putin, I guess, and what's going on in, in Ukraine these days. Uh, the significance of this visit, again, I mean, we know that they've been talking back and forth uh, for the last little while. You know there have been hints about uh, Chinese uh, military forces actually lending assistance to the Russians in Ukraine. Uh, this strengthens this alliance, but I guess you have to ask yourself, Elliot, what are the next steps here? We aren't certain of what's going to happen in three days' worth of a visit there. I think the length of the visit in itself is very important because we don't really know what they're going to be talking about off the record. On the record, what we see is that Xi Jinping has rushed uh, to show great support to his his good friend, and they refer to them that way. Uh, they, he is clearly showing support for a pariah state that's losing a war and losing the war of public opinion, at least for much of the world, but not all of the world. We have to remember that as mm -hmm. well. He's saying, yes, we, we have your back. What they, and they're apparently going to sign another agreement as they did earlier, just before the invasion. Uh, you know, this is a, tree, a, a friendship without a, any borders. This is an alliance without limits. Apparently, they're going to sign some more uh, documents to that effect. You know, we, are, we are friends forever in all kinds of ways, apparently. What are they talking about off the record? And I think that's only speculation. One possibility is Mr. Putin is going to be informed by China. You've made a mess here. Uh, we'll back you up to the degree we can publicly. We'll protect you uh, in, the, in the United Nations. We will provide the money for your war by buying your oil. Uh, long-term contract at a discount where they have to build new pipelines through Kazakhstan to deliver it. Exactly. But, but uh, we don't want you to, uh, we don't want you to take us down with you. Or are they going to say, we can't afford to lose. The autocrats involved here cannot allow NATO to win. And we're going to back you in ways which aren't very visible to the world. And that may well include providing through third parties, some kind of uh, military support which they can't do publicly because if they do it publicly, they get tangled up in secondary sanctions. Exactly. This is a very momentous meeting between uh, two leaders of the anti-Western coalition, the anti-Western concept of how the world works coalition. And we'll, uh, we're seeing it in real time in front of us at a time when the war grinds on in Ukraine. We'll have to leave it there for now. As you say, uh, more to come on this as that meeting unfolds. But thank you so much for the time today. Really appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome, Bill. Ellie Tepper from uh, Carlton University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.